Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of the Single Black Female Podcast. So, right off the bat, thank you for being here. Thank you for taking a chance on this podcast. Thank you for even subscribing to it, leaving a review, or even considering listening to this little indie podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful to have you here. If you're not familiar with this podcast, um, I'm saying we a lot uh, because my sister um, built this podcast with me and she's on a leave of absence, but she will be back when she's ready to come back. Um, so yeah, I refer to we as in my sister and I. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you haven't followed us already in social media, um, please follow follow us on all of our social media platforms um we'll leave that information in the description below and we're also going to drop it in the video who yo i'm a procrastinator it's friday again but what is it's, it's whatever we're we got it we're gonna be good so please 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 like comment and subscribe uh leave us a review rate us on any platform that you listen to us on um you leaving a review will help other people find this little dope woke what are you looking at Lex? I don't know what he's looking at but this little dope indie podcast you know what i'm saying like we want everybody to tap into this podcast not because you know it it you know feels good to have people listening to you and you know hearing where you're coming from but also we're here to educate on like totally different like subjects like i'm saying like a lot it's a filler word but yeah we're definitely here to educate people not just black people, not just women, not just, you know, men, everybody on things that affect us personally and then like things that affect, affect the black community. So thank you so much for helping us get the word out there about the Single Black Female Podcast. So merch, 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 merch is always available. Y'all know where to get it, but yeah, we got some dope stuff on our site. Single Black Female singleblackfemalepod.com is where you can find the merch so this week's girl boss of the week is my dear friend penny um so i met penny years ago if you don't know um i went to i went to college on a bowling scholarship and while you know going to tournaments and stuff like that um penny and i met each other and like we actually vibed and when my school lost their sports i actually went to penny school to try to bowl for them but that was a whole ghetto mess not because of her but just i don't even want to get into it but yeah met penny there and like just been following her and keeping up with her um ever since we graduated college um but yeah she is the uh creator of challenge yourself which is a safe space powered by black girl magic so to describe challenge yourself um in her own words some may say and she agrees that it is a safe space and a support group for those to come discuss topics that they may be afraid to ask anyone publicly which i know happens often like some people aren't comfortable enough to go to their friends or some people aren't comfortable enough to go to their little groups and ask for help um so i think it's very dope that she does that so um her life brings challenges um you know just like anybody else's but penny is the type of person to just put that out there because she wants to help and educate other people so um she encourages her followers to challenge herself or challenge themselves themselves excuse me um hence the description in her bio says your challenges are my challenges um she has daily challenges like financial challenges um financial gain challenges relationship issue challenges career changing things um family going to therapy like literally no subject is uh off the table um they literally talk about everything so her info will of course be in the girl boss highlight penny penny proud we see you we are proud of you and continue to do your thing like so super blessed to know you and have crossed paths with you so um yeah 
Of course, Max. Of course you have to bark. Relax. So, spill the tea. Spill the tea. So the title of this one is I'm a horrible husband and a person in general, which gets us into the relationship. So first of all, this is obviously a throwaway. My conscience has been bugging me for a couple of months about this and I just have to get it off my chest. I'm a 30 year old male in a poly relationship that I've been in since 2015. Um, that's quite a while. Um, and while I really wish I could tell them all of this, I know if I did, I would literally be, it would literally be the end of my life. Relax, Max. I love my partners to death and they love me, but they really shouldn't. I'm a liar, a cheater, a thief. I'm a cheater because even though I'm not physically going out, hooking up with people, I'm still going to sites like Flist and Telegram and Erping erotic role-playing you learn something new hopefully i taught you something new um i've made a few connections on those sites and while i have no interest in actually meeting any of them i do enjoy their company and definitely enjoy their role play um i'm a liar because while i don't tell them about those these things so lies of omissions I've straight up lied to their faces about not getting high with legal Delta 8 pens, among other things, which has been wasting my money, forcing me to have to ask them for money to pay, get down, to pay for bills and other things that need to be paid. I'm also a thief because I'm a shoplifter. This man has a lot of things going on. Shoplifter, I steal things like charger cords for our phones. I've stolen games, a movie or two, food, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, to name a few things, but I'm also glad, but I'm also glad they do. They literally saved my life when I met them. And this is how I repay them, by lying to them, cheating on them, and all technicalities stealing from them. On one hand, I really hope they find this someday. On the other hand, I really hope they don't. But if you do end up finding this, then know that I'm truly sorry. I know I don't deserve any sort of forgiveness and I'm not asking for it, just dot, dot, dot. I don't know anymore. I told them about getting high and it did not go well. They were understandably pissed and I do not blame them for getting pissed in the slightest, especially after swearing to them that I wouldn't get high without permission and never while I wasn't home yet. I've been getting high almost daily for like two months or so behind their backs. Whew. So this man has a lot going on in his life. Number one, I appreciate him getting it out, getting it off of his chest. Um, and just putting it out there because I feel like sometimes I don't verbalize things because I don't want them to be real. You know, so he put it out there or whatever. But my thing is, Emotionally cheating is cheating. Um, sexting, I feel like, is cheating. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was your reason for being poly? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't be open about the multiple partners, may it not be a physical partner, but the multiple partners that you have in your, thank you, Max, your relationship. Like, I just think it's really important to be open and honest with what you're doing um not just for you but for your your partners you know so everybody could just be on the same page like i think it's only fair that you know everybody's on the same page in any type of relationship maybe poly or also the stilling the getting high like it's just a whole another level of like why people can't be trusted like you know you're sitting here going coming home to this person every day thinking that you know them and they're literally living a double life and that's pretty scary so my thing is if you want things to change and if you want to be better than you were yesterday i would tell them i would sit them down and of course it's not going to go well but i think you owe them the truth if you want 
to be better if you don't want to be better then don't keep doing what you're doing like i'm not judging in any type of way but you obviously have a problem with with what you're doing so yeah i think the only way to be a better person is to bring all of that to light so ladies and gentlemen if you have a confession or you want to get something off your chest please submit your confession to spill the tea at singleblackfemalepodcast.com your secret will be revealed on the following week's show mm. let me just sip my chlorophyll okay so sis are you okay <sighs> not gonna lie if you follow me on my personal page uh i had like a really bad day this week i think it was tuesday really bad day and like i took my daughter to the doctor because she has you know minor issues going on took her to the doctor to make sure everything was good and basically they're telling me like this is what you need to do this is what you've been doing and this is what you need to do and like I'm already hard on myself because I'm the sole care provider for my daughter. So anything that happens to her, it's my fault because I'm her mom and I'm raising her, you know. Um, so I get really hard on myself when she's not feeling well or when she's sick or when things that could have been avoided are happening. And I'm just like, oh, you got to get it together. You got to get it together. Um, so that was overwhelming. And then the doctor and the nurse, they were dealing with the new system and they were asking me all these questions that they should know the answer to. Um, we were in there for like an hour and some change and Reagan is two. So you're only gonna have her attention for a little bit of time. Like she didn't even want her iPad at that time, at that point, like she was just ready to go, ready to get out of there. And I understand cause I was ready to get out of there and I was hungry. Um, but the questions were overwhelming, Reagan running around and the doctor talking to me about baby yoga and it was just a lot it was really overwhelming um and like i kind of want to have a type of home where i can take my significant other to appointments so one of us can listen and the other one can watch reagan so we can relate all that information you know to the other when we get home like it's a lot a lot a lot to do by yourself as a lot of single mothers or stay-at-home moms know it's not easy um but yeah it was that and then like i don't know i think i just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and from the moment oh when i took reagan to daycare i realized you know like i already had realized we're gonna miss lunch so i was supposed to go get her a sandwich nah i buckled and i got her some nuggets and sis didn't even like the nuggets like she didn't even want the chicken nuggets so me being who i am like i hate wasting food i hate wasting stuff i broke my fast with those nuggets that i didn't even want so i was just like that's just another layer to the cake of like shitty day slash depression slash anxiety so i told myself i'm not going to allow how i started to the day to make an impact on how i ended the day so after i dropped her off she went down for nap time at daycare and i was just like thank god because i needed a break and i know she was tired um and yeah like she took her nap i came home i showered like kind of like a metaphorical cleansing of myself and I restarted the day. I put on a whole new outfit and kind of just had like a new outlook on the day. Tried to have a new outlook on the day, a perspective on the day. So other than that, help me y'all cause I'm a procrastinator and I really wanna like cleanse myself of procrastination. Like I wanna get that out of my life. Um, and I just felt like the whole week was a wash. I wasn't productive. I didn't do what I needed to do for manager Kev. And I'm gonna work on that this weekend, but I'm just really hard on myself, really critical of myself. Um, when it comes from like, when it comes to working from home, I expect myself to take care of the house and take care of work. And when one is lacking, like I'll, I don't, I'm not gonna say never, but Reagan comes first before anything. So I feel like she's not lacking 
but when it comes to me lacking on one of those areas like i just get really frustrated and really down and i'm like dude you can't handle working from home like the greatest thing though about having another day you have another day to reset your the day before doesn't have to dictate the next day and the day after that like it's not that deep and if it is that deep to you you know what i'm saying i'm not taking anything away from your day but i have to tell myself in my mind because i know how my mind gets i'm just like it's not that deep it's not that deep you always have tomorrow so yeah who okay so we have finally made it guys ladies and gentlemen the girls the gays the phase like we have finally made it to the relationship the relationship and with this episode it was really hard for me to put it together because i'm like let me give them some facts and this and that and this and i'm like delete 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 let me just keep it 100 let me just be real like let me talk about my relationships so we're here we are here so in my own words a relationship is just that it's it was once a relationship but what was once sugar finally turned to shit um i would define this term as unequally yoked an unequally yoked situation and don't Turn off the podcast, please. Please. I'm not here to preach. And I'm not saying unequally yoked from a biblical aspect. I'm saying unequally yoked as in both parties are not on the same page. Um, maybe you guys just constantly have miscommunications and don't know how to communicate effectively. So you're just over it. Um, maybe you guys have just outgrown each other, which happens because some people grow, 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 and some people are still here. Um, or maybe you just don't have the same mindset. Once you guys had a equal mindset, and now it's just like, I'm on some spiritual kumbaya stuff, and you're still trying to constantly knock a few buckets. It's okay to knock a few bucks, but sometimes you gotta take a break from that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody don't wanna live on edge all their life. Like I couldn't do that. So as you may know, I'm 30. I'm gonna be 31 this July. Um, and you can bet your bottom dollar that I've dealt with an, a relationship. I'm sorry. Well, of course I've dealt with a relationship, but a relationship. So if you know me, no doxing. I don't want nobody to put nobody's information out there, but we'll just say that I met this guy named Filet. His name rhymes with Flay. Flay, like Bobby Flay. Okay. And when I met Bobby Flay, I was, uh, I'm sorry, Flay. I was kind of going through it. I was kind of like, I told you, I didn't know how to be alone. So I was just getting out of something, not necessarily a relationship, but I was kind of getting out of something and, you know, started talking to Flay. And the thing um, I grasped from Flay was Flay was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. Doesn't necessarily mean he's a great man, but he's a nice guy and I'm not used to nice guys. Like, I'm really not. Like, Flay was funny. Like, we were able to laugh and joke with each other. We went on some dates and, you know, just, he knew the area that I was in, so it was nice to kind of like branch out and go do totally different things that I knew nothing about. Had a good group of friends. Um, Flay had like things that I didn't have. Like I didn't really have like a good um, group of friends. Like I had my little razzle dazzle, but I just really don't open up to people. So if you're my friend, like it's rare because I just don't vibe with everybody and I don't allow myself to connect with everybody's spirit. Like I'm just not, I'm cool alone. I'm cool alone. So Flay had all of that. And then he knew the area and I was just like, take me around, show me. Like 
take me to the mansions in Auburn and out here and you know like it was just a good time totally good time um but doing grown things I didn't think about I didn't think about a baby with Flay. I didn't think about raising a kid with Flay. But doing grown things, grown things happen. And I ended up pregnant with Flay's baby. Okay, I was pregnant with Flay's baby. And I wasn't super young at the time, but backstory, I'm uh I'm the oldest child. So a lot of my parents upbringing not to say it wasn't the best upbringing but they projected certain things upon me that I felt like I had to uphold you know what I'm saying I had to be this I had to be this I had to be that as the oldest like I have a younger sister and I would always just think about what example am I setting for my sister what example am I setting or how my parents think of me and at the end of the day, I love my parents and I always respect their opinion. But at the end of the day, if I'm happy with who I am and with what I'm doing and I'm not harming anybody, what anybody thinks of me shouldn't matter. I should be able to live my life, live my truth without seeking people's approval. And don't get me wrong, I don't seek anybody's approval, but I do care about how my parents felt, or I did care about how my parents felt about what I was doing at the moment. You know, like just young me, you know, I lived and I learned and I kind of like not really grew out of that, but grew to put their feelings of me on the back burner as long as I'm respectful in what I'm doing and I'm not harm harming anybody. So I was pregnant with Flay's baby pregnant with Flay's baby and I'll never forget I was working for CID for the army and I had known I was pregnant for a couple of weeks but I wasn't ready to tell anybody and I hit up my family and I was like look we need to have a family meeting I have some things I want to talk to you guys about so I remember being at work I got a duty call being at work and Finally, just having the time to sit down and talk to them. <sighs> and I was literally like, I lined the toilet because I had to sit down and just collect myself. I lined the toilet. I sat, you know, on the lined toilet with tissue. We don't put our booties on tissue. Well, I don't put my booties on tissue. I mean, on toilets. Like, I don't bare back toilets out in public. I cannot. Um, and I sat there and I FaceTimed all of them. And maybe I just called them. And I was like long story short i'm pregnant and that was the biggest biggest regret of my life telling somebody i was pregnant that i knew wasn't gonna take it the best like i didn't think i knew they weren't gonna take it well but i didn't think i was going to receive the type of reaction that i received that's the word the reaction i was not ready for that i was not ready for that um and at this time i was in my 20s i had a job that i could turn to a career if i chose to um i was a college grad i was taking care of myself like with no support from my parents of course emotional support but like no financial support so i didn't think it was just gonna i didn't think it was gonna be like that and I told them, look, hey, I'm pregnant. This is that. This is what it is. And my dad told me, like, he was not happy. He was not happy. Like, he told me that I have failed as a member of our family. And I don't want anybody to think my father's a bad guy. Like, that was just his initial reaction. And, of course, it hurt. But, you know, we say things and that's just what it is. That's how he felt at the time. He said I had failed as a member of the family and I didn't uphold my part as a member of the family or something. And I'm just like, 
how did me getting pregnant fail anybody? Like, how? I'm not asking for help. I'm not asking for anything from anybody. I just wanna share the news, you know? And from that conversation on, I was stressed. I was seven weeks pregnant and stressed. Stressed because of, like, I don't know if I was suffering from depression or anxiety at the time. I don't know, I don't know, but I don't know. That could have had a, a played a role because Every day I'd wake up and be, I'd be like, my dad's disappointed in me. My parents are disappointed in me. They're not happy with me. <sighs> Fuck. They're not happy with me. I've always been like pretty happy with myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done a lot of things. I've overcome a lot of things and obstacles. Like I graduated third in my graduating class, uh, freaking cum laude with a three point something GPA. Like, I was always like proud of myself, but I disappointed my dad once again. So I was upset. So if you're in your first trimester, anytime that you're pregnant, what you do and how you feel affects the baby. But in your first trimester, that's the develop, like the, the crucial developmental time for a baby. And everything that you're going through will heavily, heavily impact that baby. So needless to say, I was stressed. I didn't talk to my father for like a week. And um, at this time I had gotten ultrasounds and stuff like that, you know, and like I had grew this connection, this bond with this baby that I didn't know, but I had loved from the moment that I knew about Peanut. That's what we would call him. I thought it was gonna be a boy, but that's what we would call him. And yeah, um, there was one day I went to Wingstop. I was like, I was craving Wingstop. And I was talking to Kem on the phone, eating my little wings and stuff. And I said, Kem, I'm bleeding. No, I was like, I'm spotting. And she's like, girl, you should probably go to the ER. And I'm like, no girl, I just got this wing, these wings, like I'm gonna crush my wings and then you know, if anything else happens, I'm going to go to the ER. So I get, uh, I go to the bathroom and I put on my panties and I'm like, wow, I'm not spotting, I'm bleeding. And I'm like, let me just go to the ER. I'm gonna be there all day. So I might as well just put these wings away, come and get them later once I'm done with all of that. And at this time, like my father had not spoken to me for a week because he was trying to process everything, blah, 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 kumbaya, whatever. Cool, you need to process stuff, that's fine. There's a truck going by, but I went to the ER and they looked at my levels and my HCG levels and they saw that I was spotting and looked at Peanut, saw that Peanut's heart was like really faint. It was just like, not as strong as it should have been. I'm not crying. My eyebrows really hurt because I'm like really like expressive with when I with I'm with my words and my facial features and yeah. So my eyebrows really hurt from all of this talking. So um, they noticed that my HCG levels weren't as high as they should have been. Peanut's heart rate was really low. And long story short. I went to the doctor the next day because once you when, once you're pregnant, if you go to the ER the following day, you have to go see your um, your OB and you know or your midwife, and they need to let you know like they need to just make sure everything's good. So went to the OB, and I'll never forget. I went to the OB and um, they did an ultrasound, and it was an older guy. Like he's probably been in the game for years, probably seen the good, the bad, the ugly. And he was just like in a really stern voice. He was like, there's no heartbeat. And then the nurse was there, my chaperone, and she was just like, we're gonna give you some time to talk about everything or think about everything. But uh, if you know anything, just let me know. And then they stepped out and I'm just like, 
you guys are just gonna leave me in here with my thoughts after you just told me like there's no heartbeat okay cool so i just at that moment like i don't even remember if i cried or not i probably did but at that moment i just Ooh, yeah i just started texting like i text my boss like everybody in the office that i was working in knew that i was pregnant i don't know why silly me i was young and i just had never experienced a miscarriage so i'm you know once you tell somebody you're pregnant you're thinking like you're going to be pregnant until you're not and you know you not being pregnant because you had the baby you know i didn't see any other options other than me having the kid but um, yeah, I had to tell my boss. I was like, I'm not pregnant. He's like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, I'm like lost, like, fuck. Like, he was just like, what do you need from me? It was a male, but he had a wife. So he was really supportive. He was like, what do you need from me? What do you, what do you need? I was like, I don't know. Like, can I go home for the rest of the day? He was like, take the week. And then I'm not even gonna get into that story because that's a whole story within itself. Like. That needs to be like talked about because so many women deal with miscarriage, like, and like they're upset with themselves. They're upset with maybe God. They're upset with their body for betraying them. They're upset that they didn't get to meet their baby. Um, so that's a whole topic within itself. So let me get back on task. So if you don't know, once you're pregnant, you don't just like, or once you're pregnant and you lose a baby, you don't just your body doesn't just go back to not pregnant like your body has to basically expel the fetus um so you know you're still walking around with the fetus inside of you which means you still have those pregnancy hormones you still have those you know sometimes irrational thoughts and feelings and emotions and i just thought i was so in love with flay that we were going to be bonded for life forever because of you know that experience that we had but i just wanted to be with him forever and hindsight is always 2020 it wasn't a good idea i don't think i knew flay as much as i should have but he was a nice guy and nice guys don't do bad things and my emotions are telling me like you love this man you want to be with him for the rest of your life not knowing that those were the pregnancy hormones or the postpartum hormones or even postpartum depression you know what i'm saying like i had no clue about this stuff i was like young and i had never had a full-term pregnancy so i didn't know i'm just like thinking like i love this man i want to marry this man so what did i do i mother freaking married this man i knew somebody who was ordained we set up a date he came out there in some Adidas slides. I had on some mother freaking like linen pants and a white shirt, olive pants. And we went down to like Ruston Way, a nice place in um, the area I was living. And I got married. And you know what? Before I shotgun that Bud Light, before my little wedding ceremony, it was like, look, if you're in the military, you already know. Not everybody has the, the big white wedding, the big white dress, the big. Some people go to the courthouse. Some people go to the barracks. Some people go to an oceanfront and be like, hey, friend, can you hook it up? Like, and that's fine. That's fine. The big wedding is not for everybody. But I knew I wanted the big wedding. But I was also not in a clear state of mind. And when I was holding my bouquet that my girl Kat got for me, thank you so much, Kat, because I wouldn't have had one if you didn't get one. Um, I probably would have held a, a Bud Light, you know. Um, in my heart, I was like apprehensive and I was like, do I wanna do this? Or maybe in my mind, in my mind, I was like, I'm apprehensive about this. My dad is telling me, don't do this, don't do this. You don't know him, at least go to counseling. But in my heart, it was just like, I love him and he was the father of my child and we had both experienced this great loss and loss does bond people forever it bonds people forever um 
but it was the emotions that told me to marry him and I married him. I did it. And let me tell you, people think it's funny because it's a military relationship. He was actually a civilian, but people think it's funny because they're like, oh, you're gonna have a couple of divorces if you're in the military. And it's just, it's not funny. It's the stigma that we carry, but it happens. And it happens for a couple of reasons and I'm not gonna get into it because we don't have time for all that. I don't wanna hold you guys, but it happens. It just freaking happens and it's sad, um, but it's okay. There should be no stigma behind divorce. If you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage that is not building you up and you're not, um, your partner's not your match, run for the hills. Run for the hills. So I married this man. I moved in with this man. And ultimately, this man was not who I thought he was. Yeah, he was a nice guy, but he was irresponsible financially. Yeah, he was a nice guy, but he didn't clean anything. Yeah, he was a nice guy, but I cooked vegan meals because I was vegan at the time. And I cooked non-vegan meals. And after cooking those, those two meals, two type of meals, like I probably had like breakfast, lunch, and dinner or like whatever. After cooking those meals, I cleaned every dish by myself. Um, I was paying majority of the bills. Like he would pay for like two things maybe and come to find out this man was making more money than me and I was holding down the crib and don't get me, don't get me started on the S-E-X, okay? On the S-E-X. He was a selfish lover. Like, that sounds so corny, but he was a selfish person. Like, it was never like, let me do this to make you feel good. How does this make you feel? Let me try to hold off for you. I want you to finish first. Like, mom and dad, cover your ears, earmuffs. I should have said that. Moms, dads, if you have the kids in the in the car or near you, hold on, just let me stop. Let me take a minute for you to put this on pause, tell your kids to get out. Okay, now that you've, you know, situated yourself, yeah, um, it was never like, I'm doing this for you. I want you to feel satisfied. The last time we had sex, it was no foreplay, no foreplay. He rolled over. He was like, you wanna? I was like, sure. We had a California King. It was lovely because I didn't even know he was in the bed half the time. And I love that because I was just like, I realized that, you know, after the beer goggles came off, after, the pregnancy hormones left my body. The postpartum depression probably left my body. Maybe never did leave. Huh, that's the gag. That's sad. Anywho, after all of that and like I had clarity, I realized like I didn't love this man. He was nice. He was a nice guy. Nice guys finish last if you're not a great man, though. You could be a nice guy, not a great man. And he was not a great man. Not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like... So I didn't, I, I realized I didn't love him and like I wanted nothing to do with him. And I remember the last time we had sex, it was all about him. And once he was done, I didn't hit the finish line. You know, I was the, I was the hare and he was the tortoise and he finished. And you know what he did? Rolled over after he finished and got back on Facebook and just scrolled. And I'm just like, oh, fuck no. Oh, no, 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 no. Excuse me, I was like, this is not about to be my life. Like, I'm not about to be miserable for some mediocre, mediocre sex, mediocre relationship. Like, didn't go on dates anymore. Like, it was not fun anymore. It was not fun and I just knew that that wasn't 
the relationship for me. Like, it couldn't have been. If God, ain't no way God was in that relationship whatsoever because the things that took place and the actions that were witnessed and the lack of compassion and empathy for somebody else like i had none of that i was literally in that relationship alone and once i realized i i realized my worth and i had a friend actually help me realize my worth once i realized my worth i was like i'm a bad bitch i'm not taking this from you or anybody so i told him i want a divorce i want a divorce and it's crazy because when people realize that you you hold yourself to a standard and you realize, look, I'm better than this. I'm not better than anyone. I'm better than this situation though. And they see that you have your crown held, like your crown on and your held, head held high. Your confidence is boosted. You're like, I can do bad all by myself. I don't need no man that's basically my child that's when they want you when they see that you don't need them that's when they want you and it's sad and he saw that i didn't need him and that's when he wanted me he would not give me a divorce he would not sign the paperwork he would not do what he needed to do he was trying to win me back and he was trying to give me roses and flowers and tell me how much he loved me and how much he appreciated me and you should have gave me my flowers when I was invested in this relationship 100%. It shouldn't have taken me to realize my self-worth for you to realize my worth. I held you down. I did everything. I was a maid. I was a mother. And once I realized I was everything except his wife and the woman that he held up here and thought the world of, don't get me wrong, I wasn't perfect. I'll never claim to be perfect but i took care of him and anybody that i'm with or i was with they can attest to that i hold them down like if i love i love hard no doubt about it so once i realized who i was i wasn't putting up with that mediocre bs anymore i wasn't doing it and he wasn't having it he wasn't trying to let me go so we didn't even make it a year honestly we didn't make it a year probably maybe like four three four or five months is when I was like, I'm done. I'm calling it quits. And at first I was like, should I do this? Should I divorce him? Like, I don't want to be a divorcee. I don't want to, because I knew, like, I believe in love wholeheartedly. I'm hopeless romantic to a certain extent. I knew this wasn't going to be my first and last marriage. Like, did I want to be a divorcee? What were my parents going to think? My dad already told me that this is what I should and shouldn't do and I don't want I told you so like I was really hung up on what people thought and I'm here to tell you look honey if somebody shows them shows that that they're not for you if somebody shows their true selves and you're like this doesn't align with who I am and who I want who I want to be with in the future this doesn't align with who I want to raise children with girl boy he they she run sis run run whatever your pronoun is run if they're showing you early on and i had the blinders on i saw what i wanted to see and i saw he was a nice guy and that was it if they're showing you their true their true selves and it doesn't align or match up with what you bring to the table or what you want to grow into as a person, run. Okay. All right. So lessons learned from that situation. You don't owe anybody anything. The only people you owe anything are your children. And you owe them the best upbringing that you can give them. Tender love and care if you can do that. And if you can't give them the basic needs, then maybe you should put them in the care of somebody that can. You have the right to leave a relationship that doesn't serve you. You have the right to leave that relationship guilt-free if it does not serve you without thinking of what others are going to think. Because at the end of the day, the other people are not in the relationship. 
You have to lay with that person. You have to have sex with that person. You have to look at that person and be like, I love you. That's supposed to be a person. And if you're questioning anything that may not line out with who you are or who you want to be or who you want your kids to be raised around and who you want your kids to mimic when they grow up, run for the hills um when someone shows you who they are believe them believe them when you have that first argument and they say something believe them when he gets mad or she gets mad and she smacks the phone at your hand breaks your phone pushes you slaps you in your face punches you in the eye and it's just that one time so they say believe them um take your time take your time and understand that um tragic events tragedy can bond people but it doesn't mean you have to be with that person for the rest of your life tragedy can bond people my sister could die um god forbid i'm sorry dang that was like really heavy Ooh morbid my sister could die doesn't mean i have to be connected to to kevin for the rest of my life and be like we've been through this tragic thing together let me marry him like why did i think that was okay to go marry somebody based off of a tragedy that we shared like that doesn't make sense now like i knew where my heart was at my heart didn't know what was at but it doesn't make sense right now now that i think about it or after after the blinders were off and the veil was lifted um don't settle don't settle for a nice guy not to say nice guys aren't good for you don't settle for a nice guy that isn't a great man he could be a nice guy he could also be a piece of meat. okay don't settle for anything less than you deserve um be okay with being alone because i feel i feel like my alone time when reagan is at daycare i have the best times and not because i don't love her and i don't miss her but i have the time to relax to sit in silence to think about things to take care of myself and actually sit down and eat a meal i do some of my best work when i'm alone so imagine a long period of time of being alone where you have that time to just pour into yourself, feed yourself, cultivate yourself, grow yourself. You need to plant roots and figure out who the freak you are and do that shadow work and figure out your traumas and what triggers you before you could even consider being with somebody else. You need to learn how to fully love yourself alone before you try to love somebody else. And you don't even know who the you are, sis, bro, they, he, okay? Like, figure yourself out before you bring all of that BS into a relationship. And everybody's going to come with baggage. But if you can come into that relationship and be like, look, these are the things that I'm working on and that I may need help with. And give that person the opportunity to choose. Or, hey, look, my mother has done everything for me all my life so i expect that from you if he told me that if flay said this is how i was raised i would have ran for the hills because i wasn't i was i was taken care of but i wasn't babied all my life i worked for mine 15 working for mine and not because my parents made me I put on my little lemonade stand because I wanted extra bread. I used to walk around the neighborhood washing cars because I wanted extra bread. I went and got my work permit at 15 and a half because I wanted extra bread. I did chores around the house because I had no choice. But that molded me into the person, the hardworking person that I am today. Nobody sat up there and catered to me. Okay? That's just not, that don't align with who I am. I don't speak that. And last don't stay with someone because of what other people's may think i grew up witnessing a healthy relationship so i have an idea of what it's kind of supposed to look like um for the most part 
So I know that like, I don't have to deal with certain things. And everybody wasn't raised how I was raised. Everybody doesn't know what healthy look like looks like. And that's why I want to put the bug in your ear and let you know, sis, you're doing everything around the house and he does nothing. Mm -mm. You're bringing all of this stuff to the table and he brings nothing but good dick. Mm -mm. That's not for you, bro. She smacked the fuck out of you. That's not okay. That's not healthy. I want to educate people on all types of aspects and from every inch of the spectrum. And if you didn't know that what you were dealing with was not okay, baby, it's not okay. So it's time to do some evaluation and figure out what you want for your life. And if that person who you're with, with, in your relationship with, if that's who you're with right now, Think about bringing kids into the mix because kids don't make things easier. Is that who you want your kids to see, um, you know, growing up? Is that who you want to co-parent with? Because kids don't break the bond. Kids make that bond like for life, for life. Unless that person just chooses not to be, you know, in that child's life. So like we always say here at the Single Black Female Podcast, things that we say here are not law. They're just words of wisdom and advice from real life, you know, real life areas of like, you okay? Max is stretching and he got stuck. I was scared. But you know, nothing that we say is law. It's just words of wisdom that we try to impart upon you so you cannot make those mistakes that we made. It's a little different coming from maybe somebody that you look to as a peer than your mom and dad. So, yeah, we're just trying to help you out. So before we go, we're going to always leave you a quote with the late from the late Nipsey Hussle. And Nipsey said, one small understanding can show you exactly how a person really feels about you. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this long episode of the Single Black Female Podcast, episode four, The Relationship. We had to push it off, push it off. I rewrote it. I revamped it. And you know what I said, sis? And self said, what's up? I said, we finna just freestyle this. We're going to put some points out there and we're just going to go off of, you know, what we went through. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be more open with you guys and more vulnerable with you guys. Um, I will post a little clip of me kind of dealing with my meltdown um, last week. Um, and it's not to broadcast my life, but it's to help somebody who may be relating, um, who may be able to relate. So I love you guys and thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here.